Hello, welcome to this new episode of the Only 52 Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Schirmer, 2099 version, and with me is, well, it's not Caleb 2099 because they didn't bring everybody over to 2099. I am Caleb, but I'm in sea space, mm. so I'm simultaneously here in the studio and surfing the radical yes. waves of the internet. Of course, of course. Cyberspace. We talk about comics on this podcast, from the new to the old to the not-so-distant future, but also not-so-distant past, yet at the same time. We're talking about Doom 2099 this week for the fitting episode 99. Yes. Um, lots, of, lots of debate went into, amongst me and myself, went into which 2099 book I wanted to cover. Well, because you don't want to be basic and do Spider-Man 2099. Yeah. We talk about Spider-Man enough as it is. Same with the X-Men. So that leaves Doom some and people. Ravager. <laughs> oh, yeah, Punisher. Yeah, Okay, Hulk. Punisher, yeah. But out of all those options, Doom definitely seemed like the most interesting. And it's certainly interesting. We talked about 14 and then 24 through 29. Yes, because that is how the first volume is collected. I don't know why. Well, no, 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 no. It's just they don't have everything on Marvel Unlimited, which we were reading through. I Well, I looked on Wikipedia initially. And that's what volume one is. That's what they say volume one covers. So well, that just makes no sense. No, 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 no. Are they talking about volume one, like the run? Because there's a volume two where they brought back Doom. Well, no, because if they were talking about the run, then I would assume they have one through 13. <laughs> that makes no sense at all. <laughs> I know. It's a mystery to us, but. I need to verify this. Hold up. <laughs> that is bonkers to me. Um, who, who wrote this while we're. So issue issue 14, uh, which doesn't tie into anything we're going to talk about, was written by John Francis Moore with pencils by Pat Brodicker. Uh, Then John Nyberg did the John Nyberg did the inks. John Costanza did the lettering and Christopher uh, Shell did the colors. Then the um, John Francis Moore did some plotting, but the bulk of the back half was written by Warren Ellis um, and largely the same uh, artist team. But the colorist changed to Joe and Adrian I. Adrian I. A for effort. So to to clear up this volume one thing, uh, it would appear issues one through 13 of Doom 2099 have never been collected. Issue 14 of Doom 2099 is for some reason in Spider-Man 2099 Volume 3. Mm. And then uh, Doom 29, the complete collection by Warren Ellis collects 24 and onwards. You know... And and then there's... Uh, so 1 to 13 have not been collected and then 15 through 23. And I get it. I can't imagine reading issue 14 that people really wanted to read the further adventures of doom but it does leave a lot of question marks when you start at issue 24 it does but i would say i had more questions through with 14 jumping straight into that well because 14 is like part four of a of a crossover yeah there's thor there's everyone there's everyone thor is the one that was like huh yeah thor like scientists who've turned themselves into the Asgardians. I don't know. There's some mutants there too. 
Spider-Man and Punisher makes a cameo. Like everyone's there. In the most like I'm here kind of cameos. Yes. Like like blink and you miss it kind of thing. And I think they name drop Ravager, but he never pops up. Yeah. Um and I really couldn't tell you what's going on in that issue. I I, I for the best of me, for the life of me, I tried to figure it out. No. I didn't try to figure it out. I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> but I did figure out the rest. So twenty four and twenty five are kind of kind of uh wrapping up this plot point because like a lot of twenty ninety nine verse, it's people with the same name. It's or heroes that are it's new new heroes that are taking on legacy names. Yeah. Spider Man Spider Man twenty ninety nine is Miguel O'Hara. Punisher, I'm assuming, is not Frank Castle. <laughs> the X Men are not the X Men we know. But this is Victor Von Doom. Maybe. Maybe. It's conf- yes, it, yes, it is confirmed in these issues we read. Yes, it's actually it's it is the same one, but it's kind of been this thing the entire time of no one knows. And there's another Dr. Doom that shows up and it's like, oh, maybe it's not the original Doom, but no, he cements himself. Nope, I'm Doom, even if my face is nice again and I have a goofier costume. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to improve on the Dr. Doom costume, honestly. Many have tried. I think you can. It's making it like straight flat robot face with the giant eyes that change colors where I'm like, this is getting really goofy looking. Well, and like see-through eyes. You can you can literally see his eyeballs, which yeah. is a mistake. Yeah. And then 26 through 29 is One Nation Under Doom, which uh, Dr. Doom's seen how, how bad the world of 2099 is. And he's like, there's only one way to fix this, conquering it. Yeah. Starting with the U.S. Yeah, um, lots of uh, interesting quotes at the end here. We got him quoting Noam Chomsky for some reason. Yeah, each each issue ends with a quote from like some work of literature. The Bible's in here like twice. <laughs> that's that's fairly standard for comic books. The Noam Chomsky really threw me off. <laughs> I, 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 it throws me for a loop seeing like this fantastical 2099 bright colors and then like second timothy yeah (laughs) but doom does it we'll we'll give it it to doom he did it (laughs) it didn't take a lot of effort on his end it seemed like yeah in america this is like it's it's the typical cyberpunk future where it's like it's just corporations running america or you know the typical present of just corporations running america And he did it, and he's like, yes. So begins uh, making the world a better place under me. Yes. Doom. That's where, that's where these first, uh, well, all the issues leading up to this would have been helpful. Not that we would have read them. I'm glad that this is the story we read. But I do want to know, is this Doom like typical Doom, where he's a dictator, but he like is also narcissistic to, enough to think he's a good guy or has something in the intervening century changed him. So he is actually. So it's, so it's, it's a doom that has showed up. Like he, he teleported here. He, it's not like he's been living out lives or anything. He just appeared in a bright flash and, and then he like figures out like, okay, wait, I am me. Cause I remember killing Greg Richards, but like, it's not like he lived a hundred years and has, had exponential growth in between now and then. Okay. I think it's, I think it's the former. I think it is 
narcissism to be like, yes, what I'm doing is right. Yeah, yeah. But he does have, he just has some moments. And then the political uh, text that Ellis brings in here makes me wonder if this is supposed to be more of like a, like a leftist revolutionary perspective. And maybe that's fleshed out as the book continues, but it was a little, many things were confusing about this read, but that was one of them. Such is the problem of dropping into a book midway through, but also Marvel, what are you doing where you don't have, you don't have it collected. That's one thing you have your app. (laughs) Are these lost to time? Is that the thing? Well, they have to do the digital recoloring on everything. um, That was made like after a certain point. Yeah. So I guess, they just haven't allocated the resources to it, which to be fair, like when you still have like definitive runs of like yeah. major characters who haven't gotten it, why would you do Doom 2099? It's yeah, yeah. It's it's just so weird to open up that app and see 14, 24. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully eventually they get around to it just for like historical preservation. Yeah. Yeah. But let's talk about the art. Yeah. Um, not a big fan of it at the beginning. It hurts. But then I acclimated to it and I think it works as a pastiche of Jack Kirby. Like, yeah, they, they have the Kirby dots everywhere. A lot of like heavy sci-fi, um, heavy sci-fi imagery and machinery and stuff like that. So I vibed with it eventually. But especially that kind of opening page of 14 where it's Thor running at Doom and Thor's Thor's face just ain't it. Like it's You sent me a text when you started this and it was just this was a mistake. (laughs) Yeah, it's well and you know that multiple reasons. (laughs) That was that was also, you know, a criticism that people have and continue to have with Kirby is like some of his facial expressions and kind of how he creates very squat character designs. That's a perfect word for it. yeah. Yeah. But um I think the difference there is that Kirby made it very dynamic where here sometimes it falls a little bit more flat. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's merging this sixties era, like Jack Kirby emulation with nineties. Also bad (laughs) art direction. That was rampant at the time. Yeah. (laughs) Nineties excess. So it really is just a landfill over here and a, another landfill that's kind of, falling into each other and just making not quite as big of a landfill but it uh you know it has trash nonetheless (laughs) it has an aesthetic that i can that i grew to appreciate and i think especially if you read this as a piece of like cyberpunk fiction which it is it's like well that's certainly different than most cyberpunk (laughs) punk stories so you're not gonna get it mixed up that's for sure (laughs) Thirty dollars for my cyberpunk DLC? No, it's ten dollars for Doom. I think the '90s aesthetic mostly comes out with the character designs, and yes. there are there are some choice ones here. I mean, just starting off with Doom, it's such a bad design. It's not quite. It's somewhere between like a luchador mask <laughs> and some kind of like hazmat suit. Yeah. Well, they've also they've gotten so they've gotten rid of the green. They've added blue as their replacement thing, which okay, that's fine. It's but they redesigned the rest of them. Yeah, and it's so much worse. The armor is very busy. Yeah, um, and like I said, his eyes—you shouldn't be able to see him emote with his eyes. 
Um, there's a mutant in this who just looks straight out of like, we're going to take something from Vertigo, but do it worse. Oh. And then there's Wire. Oh man, Wire. Who I could not get a read on this entire time. I could not figure out his purpose. Oh yeah, I can't. I couldn't get a read on any of these characters. I figured out Doom eventually. Like it was the okay. He thinks he's doing right. Yeah. He's like have this identity crisis now. He's like fully back in himself, and he's like, yes, I'm back. He's Doom, but more. <laughs> Which jumping into positives, that's my biggest thing for this. I'm like, man, Doom's kind of confusing to me in in like modern and just other present day not not 29 doom's confusing where it's like there's so much going on with him he runs his own country but he's magic and whenever he shows up it's like 90 percent of the time it's not him it's a doom bot yeah so it's like you never actually know what's going on with him and time but, travel to and, throw yes. it in <laughs> there's always a lot going on with him and this there's a lot going on but doom's actually kind of stable throughout and it's just what if what if what if i was a narcissist and i spoke in the third person all the time and it was extremely goofy. I, I, I love it. I love Doom in anything. He is a very campy villain. Um, and I, I, you know, Stanley always said that he was his favorite villain because walking down the street, if a cop asked Doom what he was doing and Doom said, I'm taking over the world, the cop couldn't stop him. And like, I don't know. I'm not sure I totally buy that, but like, I do kind of see it. His, there is never going to be a story where Doom does not reach for the ultimate like victory. <laughs> he may not get there, but he is always reaching for the stars, and I can appreciate that. Yeah. No, and the, there will be stories like those. We have we have three movies <laughs> where he's doing exactly the opposite of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Adaptations have not been kind to Doom. <laughs> um, I I think my big positive here is that there are a lot of cool cyberpunk idea ideas here. Um there's a drug in this that has a very silly drug name, as most fictional drugs do. But when they get into kind of the background on that, I think it works. Um, all the cyber stuff is very 90s. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I kind of miss that like really ridiculous idea of we're not quite sure what the internet is yet. Mm-hmm. So we're going to make cyberspace. Yeah. <laughs> so I like a lot of the I like a lot of the. Um, the concepts that this puts forward. Yeah, where they're trying to like imagine the future, but it's like, man, you missed the mark in yeah. so many ways. It's fun. Um, quick, come up with a goofy drug name. I've I've come up with mine. Upsy, uh, upsy Daisy. <laughs> I got zap sauce. <laughs> when you take it, you're zipping. <laughs> I my my enjoyment of this book came from how ridiculous it was. When the when Doom's fighting himself, yeah, it's all fine and dandy. Him fighting himself, pretty fun. When he's like, yes, the U.S. is mine to conquer. I'm like, you go for it, Doom. You do it. I I don't want anybody to try to stop you. I do like, and this is once again very confusing because none of these characters are established. I or at least not here. Yeah, I like the trope of you get the team together, you bring in all your allies, and especially when like we're bringing the band back. Yeah, especially when it's like Doom had to do some maneuvering to get there and you see from uh chastity what's her name no it's fortune that's her name Um, sure yeah she's like she's like one of doom's advisors or whatever they all have weird names one of them's name is poet but anyway fortune uh 
keeps being like, Doom, why are you talking to all these random people instead of like actually taking care? And then at the end, you find out it's because I have amassed an army of like cyber surfers and like a bunch of people from Wakanda and all this stuff. Doom's 30 steps ahead. Yeah. For every year that he was stuck teleporting through space, that's how many years ahead of everybody in the plan he is. Warren Ellis also, I hate to compliment Warren Ellis, but um, he is very good at writing dialogue. I won't say he's very good at writing the plot, but he's very good at writing dialogue. It's a very talky book. He's definitely leaving his mark on this. Yeah. Have we talked about Warren Ellis before? I don't think so. I know I will bring a Warren Ellis book eventually, but. Okay. I feel like he's one of the ones we would talk about before, but maybe it's where I was just dissing him. And that's where his name always comes up. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's a guy who left his mark on comics. Oh, yeah. And on other things, too. Um, oh, Doom. Uh, I don't have much to say for positives. My, my, my uh, positives and negatives are very broad strokes of <laughs> I'm trying to figure out, st- comprehend stuff as I'm reading and catching up and trying to play stuff and I'm just like I don't know if I'm enjoying this but I am but I'm not I think the positive here would be I can imagine a version of me who has read the rest of the series mm-hmm. enjoying this yes Marvel didn't give me that option but <laughs> I do I think a lot of our negatives will be very contextualized on the fact of how this was collected yeah well I have a there's a couple things I mean so negatives. I don't like the supporting cast, which may have to do with the fact that I don't know anything about them. And I'm trying to figure it out, but they're already their personalities have been established, and so they're just they're going through the motions. They're boring either way. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever they are on screen, I'm like, I don't want you or on page. I don't want you. I want Doom. I want Doom being goofy. There's whole issues where Doom's really just shown up for the back half to be hmm, my machinations are going to, to plan doom barely does anything he fights himself that's like those two issues are when he gets the most page time. yeah one nation under doom is like everything's happening in the background and you're getting his crew just like reacting to stuff yeah for those first two issues fortune's really the main character and that's just very unfortunate because she's not that interesting <laughs> Fortune wasn't very fortunate in this case. Yeah, even even if the characters have backstory that's interesting and what we didn't read, they don't seem to have much immediate like charisma. Yeah, speaking of a void of charisma, Wire, who gets a lot of focus, whose physical body gets lost, so he's roaming cyberspace, and he's crazy, but is he? And then he gets a new body. Yeah. He's, he's adverse to Doom, or is he now? I, I'm really not sure. I'm also confused. I'm very confused why he needed a lot of these people. The just having having wire, wire kind of makes sense if you have some that can traverse cyberspace or whatever. Yes, but also like he doesn't like it, he's never key to them like being that successful. He just no. does communications, which I'm pretty sure the person running the cyber team could already do. And no, then, phones, phones are gone. We have to communicate. We have to send emails through cyberspace with real people delivering them. That's true. It's, then, it's just snail mail, but it's <laughs> in a different realm of existence. Imagine the infinite possibility, except for like the most basic thing. <laughs> and then imagine it and then take what you're imagining and make it way less cool than what you're imagining. And then the mutant never does anything. 
he has the power to like hyper age things and i thought that would come into play but he just kind of stands there during the invasion yeah um yeah doom's doom's lack of presence is definitely a big negative here i think the other one is just that um there's a lot of plot going on like there the whole drug stuff like i said it has some cool like conceptual potential but why are we trying to tackle that at the same time we're taking over the US? Yeah. Like we need to you need to kind of pick and choose what you're going to put your focus on. Especially after like I don't know, I get it like 25, the end of 25 seemed like okay, we were closing this thing we've been doing, so it's time to introduce a bunch of new stuff. Um but you started really grand <laughs> with this new stuff. I also just think that like the Wakanda stuff here is weird. I think it's playing off of like some militant black aesthetics and stuff, but then you're tying into doom and it's like, well, what's the relationship there? Like would Wakanda really side with doom? And part of that is, uh, I don't know what Wakanda was like in 2099. I don't know what Wakanda was like in the nineties. It's a very flexible concept Mm -hmm. that's based largely around America's idea of what an African nation is. So I feel like there is, there could be some problems there. Um, they're not present enough for those to really take uh, take effect here. But if in the book continuing, I can see that becoming a sticky spot. So, okay, was this the best 2099 book to pick? I mean, <laughs> it's the only 2099 book I've read. So, yes. Okay. No, I mean, you don't want the grand return of Stan Lee with Ravager. <laughs> no, not quite. I don't want to read anything Stan Lee wrote after the 60s. Um, no, I, I think that it certainly was, it was, it was fun. And I think a lot of the books, yeah, I think if I had picked Hulk or Punisher, those just they wouldn't have, have been fun, yeah, yeah. So I think it was still the best option. This was this was a lot of fun with it being wacky and jumping right in the middle and still managing to like hold attention. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. yeah. The issues. Best were, potential outcome for the hand that was dealt to yes. us. The issues were exhausting to read, though. I will say <laughs> they that. Were. Well, it's so many words. Yeah. And it's just an assault of colors on your eyeballs. <laughs> like, it's so much that it's trying to like, it's like you open the book and then hands came out and like, held your head and gripped your head. That's like the effect this had. I was, Whereas you want to look away, but you can't. <laughs> it's very clockwork orange in that uh, respect. I will say, no point in reading this until you can read the whole series. Absolutely none. Yeah. So There's, there's way too many missing links. Get on that, Marvel. Yeah. Delay, delay doing uh, Simonson's X Factor so you can do <laughs> Doom 2099. Ultimate Invasion? Scrap it. <laughs> <laughs> that we need the 2099 verse back in full effect what's it gonna be like once the year 2099 happens and like you know i'm assuming i'm assuming these comics are still gonna um, be trucking along i mean i let's see that's only seven or 70 yeah years 76 76 years and i think it's a miracle if marvel makes it 76 years <laughs> just like They've already made it so long. Yeah. And I'm sure there will still be some characters around, but I do not think Marvel Comics as owned by Disney is going to. Yeah, you never know. I think there's going to be a great purge of art once all the megacorps combine together and who knows what will make it. But 
So I think Spider-Man will be around. Yeah. So I'm wondering if it's going to become like a classic thing. Like you have, you have, you have Batman 69 where that's like, oh, look at the wacky past. Well, <laughs> it's the, like the Jetsons. They have a couple of years ago. They did 2099. I think in 2019 they did like more 2099 books. Yeah, no, they did. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, and uh, Miguel O'Hara is like kept going. Yeah. Kind of on and off. Yeah. No, I, I hope that as they continue it, like truly the thing to do in this vein would not be to make more stuff set in 2099, to not do like retro past stuff, but to go ahead. What's 3099 look like? I want to know. Same doom. <laughs> Same doom. Doom is eternal. Doom eternal. It was foretold. <laughs> Bethesda, they were part of it. Well, eventually Bethesda will smash into Marvel uh, when the great calamity when, when Bethesda ensues. Gets it, dips its toes into comics. <laughs> I'm sure they have. I'm well, sure. Okay, so that'd be Microsoft now because Bethesda owns, or Microsoft owns Bethesda. So is, is Microsoft reaching, reaching for Marvel? You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> the seer that is me. Well, no, the thing is PlayStation will take over Microsoft Sony. or Xbox. Yeah, we'll start to siphon things off and then it will slowly feed those to Disney so that they can keep making their bad Spider-Man movies. <laughs> finely woven a web interconnected and then a well-oiled machine and then in actual year 2099 when there is only one entertainment megacorp doom will come and save us he will take over the the time disney warner fox paramount studios turner classic yeah (laughs) he will bring back turner classic movies uh you want to know off topic but you want to know what i find really funny i saw a picture from uh 2015 of the upcoming slate of movies uh five years like the next five years of superhero movies coming out less than half came out <laughs> were these these i assume were spread over all the all the studios yeah yes. okay so like <laughs> sinister six that was supposed to come out in 2016 mm-hmm. let me guess there is also was There's two amazing spider-man movies on there uh, yeah there's I'm an just... ant-man movie they have made movies on there. I'm guessing the Black Cat or the Black Venom Cat, movie. Black Cat and well, Silver Venom Sable. did come out. The, Venom happened somehow. <laughs> out of all of these. Venom three is happening. <laughs> uh, nah, all the DC movies. Are Green Lantern movie. Lost to the wind. Yeah. Nah, I. That's why they keep rebooting DC comics. It's because they keep rebooting that because every time they cancel a DC movie, they have to balance it out. So, um. We have we have one. Who 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 from the Ted Lasso crew is going to be a DC headliner now? Since they got they got Amazon, they got Miss Maisel. So it's going to be it's going to be like the guy who played Colin. Like it's really ah <laughs> uh, no they'll they'll recast Trent Krim as Doctor Fate. Honestly, I'd be fine with Trent Krim coming in as long as he keeps that beautiful hair as Doctor Fate. Honestly, like there there are a lot of characters you could bring over there, but I think they'd only make bad choices. They'll bring in Phil Dunster as Booster Gold or something. Hey. <laughs> I have to poop, eh? Come over here, Blue Beetle. <laughs> oh, no, that'd Ted be great. Gold. <laughs> that'd be great. Booster Gold and Blue Beetle, but it's just Rory and... Uh, Roy and Jamie. Roy and Jamie. <laughs> 
James Gunn. Where's that royalty check? You heard it here. I, I will say, I do think, uh, I do think Miss Maisel's good casting for Lois Lane. I know nothing about her, so sure, we'll see. I don't know mm-hmm. nothing about the other guy. He looks yeah. like he looks like if you told an AI to mash everybody who has played Superman's faces into one, he sort of, pooped out him. Yeah, he looks the part. Don't think I've ever heard his name before, so we'll, well see. You know, it's a good thing we were casting someone. Uh, I'm, I'm not serious about this. It's a good thing we're casting someone not in their 30s. He's 29. <laughs> <laughs> And he turns 30 in like a month. <laughs> well, well, well. <laughs> they really wanted someone younger to be able to play the role for years to come. I'm just thinking of who Nate would play. <laughs> the sod. No, just do Dark Side. Uh, Superman. Oh, no. <laughs> I have the anti-life equation. I have the anti-life equation. <laughs> it's in this fun shoebox. Okay, we've gone so... <laughs> So far afield. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let me get next. Next. For those of you who can't count, this was 99. Next will be 100. So what could it be? Is it going to be the 100th issue of a comic book that's big? Is it going to be 100 bullets? It's not going to be 100 bullets. I was guessing on what it could be. My guess is that it's going to be the hundredth issue of something. But no, I see. We we quickly approached this. Yes, we did. <laughs> and I wasn't I wasn't exactly prepared. Oh, I for it. I came up with reading Doom twenty ninety nine as we we're recorded the dog. I know. <laughs> I know, and I was like, oh crap! Wait, we have an issue one hundred. Uh, well, okay, wait, no, it's not. That's not the Batman time. The Batman's for like the year anniversary. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, well, it's got to be seminal. Ah, com- eh, well, let's go back to Injustice. Okay, <laughs> we- I this would have also been a good guess for me, but uh, and it, yeah, you know, makes sense. It seminal is, comic for us. It is a uh, fifty was Injustice year, year one, one, correct? Right? Yeah, so, so I was like, it makes sense at this point to bring it back. This will be fun because I think we we both did a big critical reevaluation of year one yeah where i think originally year one we thought was very strong coming back to it there was a lot wrong with it but i've always liked year two more so yes same we'll see we'll see yeah (laughs) you know if you had asked me two years ago when i started this podcast you know who's your favorite writer in modern comics i would have tom taylor is who i would have said um my opinion of him as a writer drops more and more the more I read of him. He's a great... Or the more I reread of him, too. He's a great popcorn artist. I love, like, easy read to just sit down mm-hmm. and kind of mindlessly binge. Um, but we have to give him respect because he has the secret of knowing <laughs> why comic-, comic is the best form of medium of entertainment. Of yes. course. He won't tell us, but he has it. So <laughs> he's keeping it locked up. That's why you need to get Nightwing on a monthly basis and not wait for the trade. He's going <laughs> to drop that and then you're not going to find out. This is true. <laughs> well, maybe we can decipher it next episode. <laughs> if you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, you can give us a good old fat five star rating on the podcast platform that you're listening to this on. And you can email us on allnew52podcast at gmail.com with reviews and recommendations. Tell us your favorite 2099 book. I don't know, man. I guarantee it's going to be Spider-Man. <laughs> Unless it's Spider-Man. I want to hear something different and like a critical evaluation. Ravager fans come out Rise of the woodwork. <laughs> and we'll be back next week with this episode 100 in Justice Year 2. See you then.